You're very welcome to the Kerry Football Podcast. It's great to be back for 2023. Coming up on today's show, I'll be chatting to Barry John Keane and Sean O'Sullivan about Kerry's upcoming National League campaign. We'll also have a chat about David Moore's retirement, Wayne Guthrie's interesting move from Austin Stacks to Kerry FC, and also that Glenn versus Kilmacud controversy. If you can support the podcast in any way, it would be greatly appreciated. Follow the link in the description to make a donation. Your support will help us keep the show on the road throughout the intercounty season. Okay, Barry John Keane and Sean Sullivan, thanks very much for joining me on the Kerry Football Podcast. Now, I've done a bit of research and I've discovered that your Kerry careers overlapped ever so slightly about 10, 10 or 11 years ago. I don't know if you remember, but you played together in the league uh, against Dublin. It was the first round of the league in 2012. Sean, do you remember anything about that match or do you remember playing with it with a young Barry John Keane? No, I do. Yeah, I do know what you say it, Adam. Yeah, it was on in Crow Park. Uh, it was the first game of... Um, so I had actually stepped away from Kerry in uh, after we won in 09, Adam. Um, and uh, I had finished my days playing with Kerry as far as, far as I was concerned. But uh, in the 2011 County Championship, I had played quite well with Mid-Kerry. And I remember just being at home one day and Jack O'Connor called me on, on the phone and asked me what I fancy coming back in with with Kerry for the, the 2012 uh, season. And to be honest with you, Adam, I, 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 it was hard to say no to Jack. Barry will tell you that. It's very hard to say no to Jack. But uh, I, I had actually committed to going as a Kerry minor selector with Mickey Ned O'Sullivan at the time. And, you know, I had to go to Mickey and say, look, Mickey, I've got an opportunity to go back in with Kerry and I'm going to go for it. Now, I have many regrets in life, to be honest with you, but if I have one, it's that I, I, I should have stayed with the minors and I should have started my coaching career because it just didn't work out for me with Kerry. I went back, I say, for the first couple of league games and I just knew straight away that the game had moved on. I mean, I'd left in 09 and I remember going into the first few training sessions with the lads above in the Crokes top pitch, Barry, and yeah. uh, the levels, Adam, had moved on. Unbelievable. And that, that was only two, two years, to, not even three years, you know? And I knew straight away that I was going to struggle. But yeah, I, I actually got the start in my first two games. We started above against Dublin and Croke Park under the lights, Barry. We won. We won. We, we won that game. And then we went down to Tralee and Armagh, yeah. beat, Armagh, Armagh beat us under the lights in Tralee. And I knew that I was taken off in the Armagh game. I was destroyed, destroyed. And uh, I was taken off early doors and I got into the car and I remember ringing Mary, my wife, on the way home, and I said, I'm after making a big mistake here. But in fairness, I rang Jack a couple of days later, and I says, look, Jack, I give it a go, but it's not, it's not going to work out. And in fairness to Jack, he said, look, thanks for coming in and giving it a shot. But yeah, so I didn't get to play along with, the, with that man. But um, you, do you remember it, Barry? I do, I do, I do. Uh, Dublin game was 2012 in Croker, so it was the first game after the All-Ireland. Um, we won. That was a good one. The, the second one was against um, against um, Armagh. And I think Armagh, that was the only time I actually played Armagh, I said. They overturned us in Tralee. Uh, but I remember, I, I, don't, I can't remember if it was the Armagh game or the Dublin game. There's a few shots, Sean Bond outside the outside the hood. Yeah, yeah. That probably didn't help my case either, to be honest with you, now that I look back at it. Yeah, I took out a few... Let's let's put it like this. I took on a few shots that would have gone over in 09, but they weren't gone over in 2012. But uh, look, it was it, it, it was um it was worth it was worth to go. And as I say, you it's hard to say no to Kerry. Like it's it's yeah. geez, when the Kerry seniors come knocking, it's very hard to say no. But yeah, should the lads went on 2012. How did that I know he came off the back of the All-Ireland defeat in eleven, but twelve or twelve Donegal in the quarter final, Barry, wasn't it? He went out in the quarter final to Donegal. Yeah, yeah. Uh the league, I say we the 2012 actually league, we actually qualified for the semi-final and we, I think we lost to Mayo an extra time. That's right. That's right. So yeah. we were yeah. at the last game just to, I say, to stay up and then results fell our way. So we actually got to Croker in the semi-final. Um, there was, was a, talking about outside of the booth, there was an old skyscraper from Star from his fortified back, back, to, back to Andy Dillon or Andy Moore in the, in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, penalty out of it, so it went to extra time. I think they pipped us by a point in extra time, but um, that's a long time ago, 11 years ago. I know, I know. Time flies, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Sean, you touched on the, the coaching there. You were involved with the under-20s last year. How was that experience for you? 
Yeah, I did two years with the under 20s, Adam. Actually, I'm, I'm over here in my father's office and I tell you, it brings back bad memories from the first year because it was the COVID year, obviously. And when we got the panel together first, it was all remote, sure, you know yourselves. Um, and we would have been doing a lot of Zoom gym sessions with the lads. My God, talk about awful, awful for them, awful for us. And you're just, you know, you see, like we would have been here now on the screen and there would have been lads up in college in their, in their bedrooms, you know, trying to do weights and we trying to call out sessions to them. Daniel Murphy was trying to run them. Uh, Barry, you know Daniel Murphy from, from uh, your being involved with Rahelis. Great fella, Daniel, but trying to put it all together. So first year was very, very difficult, Adam. We enjoyed it. We eventually uh, ended up going out to Cork um, uh, because it was all pushed It was all pushed out to the summer that time from the, in the COVID year. We lost above in Cork. Um, great game, super game. And then last year, uh, with the twenties, very very good experience. Um, really really enjoyed working with not only the players but but a, a great management. You know, Declan Declan Sullivan and, and the team he put together management wise, fantastic. You know, Declan is definitely for me. I know he's taken a step back from management at the moment due to work commitments, but for me, he's he's definitely a future Perry manager in the making without a doubt. Um, so it was a great experience working with them. The one thing I would say about the under-20s and, and maybe get Barry's thoughts on this as well is the GA are going to have to look at it, Adam, in terms of a competition because January is just so busy. It's so busy. The, the group of players that you're trying to pick a, a panel from at under-20, you have one group who are still playing um, with uh, secondary schools and you have another group who are playing first-year college football. Now, you might say to me, ah, first-year college football, you know, that's not really, really... Um, important but what you have is you have a lot of and particularly fellows from Kerry who are in their first year in college and who are on scholarships and they have to play first year football because it'll affect their scholarship in college so you're pulling you're being these fellows are being pulled and dragged between trying to keep the school happy they might be in the latter stages of the Carnivore Hogan Cup you have fellas in first year in college who are dependent on playing because of their scholarship and then you're they're trying to make sure that they keep Declan O'Sullivan or Tomas O'Shea happy as well with Kerry so I think it's an opportunity definitely for the GA to look at the competition and say, could we move it to the summer even? Could we run it concurrently with the senior championship? Put it into a group phase where you're not gone after your first defeat, you know? And maybe look at it like that. Maybe play it as a curtain raiser to a few senior games or something. Give it, give these young footballers who are the next generation of county stars the platform instead of, you know, trying to squeeze everything into once. And then all of a sudden you come February, March and you're playing your first round of the Munster Championship you could draw a cork above and parky cleave like we did and you're gone. Yeah, Barry John, do you think that like with so many competitions being played that some of the competitions are just being devalued because they're run off in a hurry or they're clashing with other matches? Uh, yeah, and not, not going away from Sean's point, like the McGrath Cup, there clashes with the Sigerson and like you've seen the last few weeks, few teams were just pulling out. Um, for Kerry... McCray Cup was probably always good to maybe if there was a, a team holiday maybe before Christmas just to get back training and get the cobwebs off. Um, some of the so-called weaker teams might take a more serious but um, it, there's a lot going on there like Sean said we, we got a run this year which I know thankfully and there's a few boys in college that probably be pulled and dragged from the UCC coming up to Sigerson and then some of them are going to be involved in the 20s or if they're in with the seniors so you're you're coming on four to back to three or four managers like and it's not the, it's the as welfare is what you want and like you don't want to say oh, I go there or I go here so they'll have to just come with something that gives them a bit of, a bit of more I suppose recovery anyway is the main thing because that's where all the injuries are coming from just thought I was out four or five nights of the week training from here to there driving like you're not you're not going to be able to sustain that Yeah Barry you touched on your run with Strand Road there uh, how's the body holding up after it was, it was a long old season for you uh yeah it was it was long but it was when you're winning i suppose it's more enjoyable if that makes sense um no it was massive for the club we've never been there before um winning the monster was a big one because i ha we've had that over us since nearly 2000 was it 2009 um looked like for a while we weren't going to get back there again and um thankfully we just we got back there and we we, we kicked that one off and then we got into i suppose you could say bonus territory but we knew we were going well and not many gave us a chance to kill from a good um, but on the day we got a bit of luck before the last few games and I suppose our luck maybe ran out time ran out the goal gave a bit of a cushion so our luck probably the better team on the day won but we just have to go again that's all you have to do I suppose it's a long way well, away we well, like, have, have to go again 
What was the game plan against Kilmacudbury like? You know, I suppose it'd be easy to say that, you know, as you touched on, look, Kilmacud would have been favourites, but was it just to hang in there and be in the game going down the stretch, which you were? Was that was that the plan? Yeah, I suppose, Sean, this year, especially the, the first part, first half of the year, we weren't actually starting well at all and then mm. just switched. And um, i say for three or four games, we won every half ball and they gave us a momentum. We nearly probably got a score out of the, the two. So they were two big plays for us. Then we just looked back at a few of their games and I'd watch them away anyway, even before I thought we'd even be considered to be getting that far. And um, they were putting teams away 20 minutes gone, like could be 172 points, but they were gonna they were only going to finish out themselves on 112, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. The other team. Yeah. So we, we knew we had to start well and um, I suppose the main thing was be there at halftime. And I thought yeah. we, we picked that box. Um, they missed a bit and we missed a few chances as well. And then I suppose the goal just gave them a cushion. Um, Look, in the club championship final, the uh, Temple Noah had a free the last minute to draw the game and it went short and they nearly got a goal out of it. So now we probably wrote a look there and then they got one off the crossbar and that's fourth, I suppose. Uh, we gave it a go at the end, I suppose. Time ran out, but as you know yourself, when you get to Croke or when you get to semi-finals and finals even with the county, like you need to bring you need to bring everything. Like You're not going to get a handout. Like, mm. No, so look, we were disappointed, of course, but I'd be proud of the lads and the whole club for how, how much they pulled together and... Uh, it would have been very easy, I suppose, when they got six or seven points. No one really has clawed them back this year. Like, you know, I suppose we put, we put them back to the pinnacle collar and maybe the last play we could have got a lucky goal. Like, but that's for, that's for another day has this, yeah. So that um, Kilmacud match ended in controversy, obviously, when they got to the final, um, that match against Glenn. They ended up having 16 players on the pitch, at least. It looks like now that Glenn have appealed that, uh, they've lodged an appeal with the GEA. It looks like it might get replayed. Um, Barry John, what do, you, what do you think about that? Would that be a fair outcome if the match is replayed? Um, there's pros and cons, I suppose. There's rules there that are laid out. Um, as it happened before, probably, but with, the, with it so close, maybe, and it was only two points in and there was a goal chance at the end. If there was six points of a difference, they might have just got a fine, maybe, but with a chance of actually scoring, they probably could have a... They probably, if they do go ahead with it, that it could be a replay, yeah. What do you think, Sean? Like, is it is it fair on the players now? Is it fair on Kilmacud if it do, if it does go to a replay? Yeah, look, I suppose it's it's not really fair on both sets of players, Adam. Um, you know, both of them have obviously gone away in their, you know, as I said, you know, one one is drawing their sorrows and the other one is celebrating for the last couple of days, and they've got this hanging over them, both of them, you know. Um, obviously. Glenn had to go away, I think, at a players' meeting and decided that they were going to lodge this appeal, which they're perfectly entitled to. Um, now, we're hearing that Kilmacud have a couple of days to, to they can launch a counter-appeal. Not sure exactly what they're going to come back with, uh, you know, and that could drag it on even further. So, um, I think somebody mentioned, you know, the the uh, the club finals were moved from St. Paddy's Day, but the way this is going, we might have it back on St. Paddy's Day. But, look, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess, to be honest with you, Adam. But, look, uh, the, the GAA... You know, they stood back, they they put the onus back on Glenn. Glenn had their meeting, both as an executive and as a players group, as far as I'm aware. They've decided to lodge their appeal. And now, obviously, the ball is back in Kilmacud's court as to, as to whether they launch this counter-appeal. It's a mess. It's going to drag on for another couple of days. And um, look, I think now, probably, it does look like that, you know, a replay is probably the fairest outcome of this. And I think the GA will probably come under pressure to, to replay the game, which isn't fair on both sets of players. But I think if they do decide on a replay, they're going to have to give both sets of players ample time to recover and go again, possibly in, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we'll have to see how that one pans out. Lots of controversy in Crow Park the last couple of weeks. I know we're a couple of weeks on now, but we're, we're still talking about the uh, the Fossa game. I suppose so much went down in that match. Uh, maybe it's understandable, but... Um, Joe Bradley had a column out there over the weekend in the Independent. Um, I just want to read a passage from it. So he's talking about the incident between Darren Devlin and Emmett O'Shea at the start of the second half when uh, Darren Devlin put his hand to Emmett's face and it went down. So here's what Joe Bradley had to say for himself. He said, uh, I watched it again on Monday and the rat started when the big fossil corner forward, former Kerry minor Emmett O'Shea, fell down after Harps defender Darren Devlin lightly brushed his face. O'Shea made a meal of it, and the reaction to this tells you how our game has been compromised by cynicism. Devlin shouldn't have put his hand on his face. That was the theme. Not young O'Shea made a fool of himself, embarrassing himself and his parish. 
And he goes on to say that um, Emmett should be should be ashamed of himself uh, for bringing that sort of soccer behaviour into Crow Park. Sean, I'll put you on the spot this time. If you're in Emmett O'Shea's shoes in, in a big match in Crow Park and a Lauren final and same situation, a player like Darren Devlin does the same thing to you that he did to Emmett O'Shea, what's your reaction? I'm taking advantage of it. I'm taking advantage of a very, very silly, silly action by uh, a defender. Um, was it a strike? Of course it wasn't. We all know that. Okay, it was. It was more of as. And I, one thing I will agree with Joe on is was kind of a push into the face. Yeah, but I mean, what Devlin did was absolutely just for the, you know for the birds. I mean, his team are well in the game. Um, it's the 39th minute of the All Ireland final. His team are well in it. Um, and it was just a crazy, crazy move right in front of a linesman who's not more than maybe 10, 15 yards away. Like, if I'm a manager or a coach of him, of, the, of that Stewartstown team, and he's coming off the pitch, I'm absolutely raging, raging. Now, did Amos cover himself in glory the way he went down? You know, obviously not. But, I mean, he did see an opportunity where, you know, this guy has, you know, not struck, but he has put his hand to my face. Obviously, people are going to see it because I know the linesman is over to my left. The referee's not too far away because I think it was after a score, wasn't it? Emmett yeah. just kicked a score himself, hadn't he? So the referee, obviously, you know yourself when it, when it, when somebody kicks a score, referee has not gone too far out the field. He's probably noting it in his notebook and he's he's in the vicinity anyway. So look, absolutely, you don't want to see um, simulation, uh, especially in Gaelic games because we pride ourselves on the honesty and the physicality and so on. But that was just completely over the top by Devlin. Uh, what transpired after, I know we'll talk about soon. But that would be my opinion. Emmett saw an opportunity to, you know, take advantage of a very, very silly action by his marker. It was up to the referee and the officials then to deem, was it enough to get a red card? And they thought so. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to explain for Emmett there if he doesn't go down to go into the dressing room after the match, let's say forced to lose by a point and like, I don't know, Barry John, have you ever been in a similar situation? But like to explain that to your teammates, it's it's a rough spot to be in, I'd imagine. Barry's going down all the time. I've been watching <laughs> there for the last few years. <laughs> I get back up though. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I said, I'm not fobbing it off. Sean hit the nail on the head there. Look, if you raise your hand at the, in any bit, even the last 10 years, like you're probably going to, there's only going to be one card that's going to come out. Um, on Emmett's part, is it, look, we've all done it. We've all played soccer. It's an all-Ireland final. If you're telling me I can't get my man sent off and it's going to get the team over the line, you're going to be thinking that way. And if someone says it's different, they're just being selfish and not going to be honest. Um, it's a quick reaction. Even if you get a flick off anyone, you're going to react. Um, do you, does he does he care what happened? He's not Ireland middle in his pocket. I don't think. I said a fellow who actually put the hand up is going to be more disappointed than he is. Um, like you said, like they were in the game. I was watching it and I was like, Jesus, this is, a, this is the Clifford show here and a bit of Matthew, Matthew Rennie goes, can they sustain this for 60 minutes when even it was only 40 minutes gone? And they still nearly won and they'd probably three or four sent off after that crowd. Mm. So it just showed how how close or how they could actually take an over with 10 minutes to go. Could it, would Foster run out of diesel if they had 15 on the field? Um, like it was a great game. Jesus, mm. for that level, it was better than the game after, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, now, of course, I was going for Kerry, Kerry Club, of course, but... Um, uh, I suppose it just got a bit messy, but you're going. Look, you're going to have this. Look, they're going to. They're going to, like they, they were taken away from the the football side of things with the five with the five reds and one black card. But some of the football was brilliant, and not even just the Cliffords and the full forward line for the other crowd. Like there was a few lovely players on show there that um that had just good skill sets, playing the right way, and then it looked it just got ugly in the last ten minutes. But that can happen when the game is close and you want to win. It can just things can fire and flare out like, and it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, I think Sir David Clifford summed it up after, really, when he said, look, emotions are high. Both teams are out there trying to win in Crow Park and you'll do anything to win. Now, I know he wasn't referring to what Emmett O'Shea, yeah. you know, did. But, you know, both teams were out there doing anything to win. Uh, it's just Stewartstown completely combusted. They, 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 they just, they went to the other side of the line trying to win. Do you get me? Whereas Fossa, even though I know Paddy and David saw the line as well, they were much more controlled in what they were doing, you know. Um, but That's I mean, look, yeah, do you know. But I mean, go like take any te uh, teams want doing anything to win. We saw what 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 year was it? Mayo in Dublin in the last minute, and there was a GPS thrown at somebody <laughs> kicking a free. Do you know what I mean? So you 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 
you'd do anything to get over the line, as Barry said. But uh, Joe's, Joe Brawley's comments, I mean, look, Joe's Joe. And of course, he's going to wax lyrical about these things. But um, a paper never refuses ink, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like the one thing that kind of bothered me about Joe Brawley's, and like obviously Joe Brawley, that's kind of his MO, you know, he he's, he can be quite critical or he can kind of, you know, as you said, kind of go on the soapbox a bit about certain things. But like in that piece, he castigated Emin O'Shea and said he should be ashamed of himself. No, he didn't condone the Paulie Clifford incident where he got the elbow in the face. But at the same time, like he didn't say that fella should be ashamed of himself or an incident we might talk about now. The guy grabbing David Differ by the balls, which is what the video footage seemed, seemed to show. Like that wasn't mentioned at all. And I mean, those two incidents, if we're picking out two incidents from that match that people should be ashamed of, I think, you know, those are the two. Like, I don't know, Barry John, have you ever experienced something like what David Clifford experienced there or what would your reaction be? Uh, you do, of course. I mean, still even to this day, most, like, you, you'll get, there's fellas are different. Some fellas are going to be in your face, others can be quite thin and do quite ones nearly. Sometimes the one you need to worry about because if they're so tuned in, it's the fellas who be kind of at that crack or probably they need to get into your head, kind of. But uh, look, that man has probably seen everything in the last few years. Like, um, so I don't know. I was, it was just, I say more, he more, more got more of a shock than anything else. And then look, I don't have a, I don't have a brother, but if I did have a brother and something, if he was on the ground, so party's going to react, like you're going to be just in first. So maybe just got, it couldn't have went any better anyway, because the elbow kind of set the whole tone. It wasn't going to be better than that. And then it only got kind of scrappy kind of sending offs after that, but it's still, like you said, the two probably you mentioned were probably worse or could hurt more than Emil O'Shea's, mm. Emil O'Shea's one. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, the the, the elbow to Paddy's face and the grabbing of 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 David's, you know, private parts are. Uh, I mean, they 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 could they could genuinely hurt somebody. You know what I mean? Um, I know we, you know, the the, the Emil O'Shea one is completely different in terms of, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't an awful punch to the face, but those other two things that happened were just completely uncalled for, like completely uncalled for. And, uh, you know, how, how David restrained himself after the game, to be honest with you, is a mark of the man, really. Um, I know Paddy's speech, probably <laughs> he let it go out a little bit more and, and probably instantly regretted it after, I'm sure. But uh, I know you did a good interview with him, uh, Adam, uh, yourself recently. And I, and I know probably reading between the lines, he, he, he does regret, regret it, but, um, you know, I saw David after speaking to, uh, I think, to Ashling O'Reilly from off the ball. And I mean, how, how he, or even in his post, his interview with TG Carr straight after, how that man held it together. But of course, look, winning makes all the difference too. And, you know, both teams were out there doing everything to win and uh, great for Kerry football that Fossa and Ratmore um, both both got over the line. It was, it was great. Some surprising news coming out of Tralee this week. I don't know, Barry John, were you surprised by it? Maybe you might have more information being our, our Tralee correspondent, but... Uh, Wayne Guthrie, the Austin Stacks goalkeeper, he signed for, for Kerry FC. Um, I believe you might have played with him underage, did you? Yeah, so I would have played with him probably from, I'm trying to think back, maybe 15s, maybe to youth level. Um, he was actually, he, between those stages, he made a, he had a few caps for Ireland. Um, so he, was, he, he always kind of, he went from keeper, he was playing old field and football, and then he got his stint in goals and... I think, as I as I know, he was actually going to go back outfield this year for Stacks. And this thing has kind of come out of the last few months. This thing's only been set up, and I suppose he might have been approached and um, said, why not? I'll give it a go. Um, still a very good keeper, very vocal. Um, there's probably a few younger keepers in there at the moment that wouldn't have that experience. I know he's been away from the soccer a bit, but we, we've been messing around on Monday nights and everything. Like, and It's like a cat and goals. Like, you cannot get it past him still. Like, and, that memory, that memory is going to be there. He only needs a few months of training, a few weeks of training, and that'll come back to normal. There's no problem there. But um, probably a big loss for Stacks. I know I was saying he's going to go field, like, but he's, he's probably one of the top goalies I earned in McCurry at the moment. Um, like you can see the way the game has gone. He's the, he's nearly a 16th player coming out coming out the field, like our 15, 16 still in my head from that game last year. <laughs> he's the man. Um, I've seen him get a few scores this year. He got a score in um, the championship um, up in Conley Park. Set, set the tone, self sharp kick out and got on the end of it, then by the end of it and put it over like so, he's going to be a loss. Now they have a sub-keeper that was in for 20s, I'm sure they'll be fine that way, but just his good character have around the dressing room as well, but the soccer might be, I don't know, I don't know what um, time limit that's on, that is it finishing early or, or what time frame, but um, 
If he's entitled, to, if he's no play with stacks after the soccer, I presume he will show up for that as well. Yeah, Sean, it's an interesting one. I know Wayne is kind of towards one end of his career, like he's 30 plus, but could we see this being an issue for, for Kerry football moving forward? Now there is a platform for soccer players to play in Kerry. Obviously, we wish Kerry FC all the best, but is there a fear that at underage level, some guys might see an opportunity to, to get a pathway into professional soccer? Hugely, Adam. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's something that, you know, I suppose the Kerry GA family have never had to worry about before in terms of, yes, they might have lost young guys who possibly, you know, I was involved with development squads for a couple of years. And I know that we always had a little bit of a crossover with Kennedy Cup teams. Barry John, I don't know, we were on one of those or maybe Wayne was, I'm not sure. But uh, there was a bit of a crossover. David Clifford, for instance, when I had him at under 14, there was a crossover to Kennedy Cup, you know, and it got to a stage where these young lads had to, they came to a crossroads and they either decided, right, I want to go after the green and gold jersey or do I want to go play in soccer? Do I want to go play basketball? Whatever it is. And a lot of them, you know, obviously plump for the green and gold. They see all Ireland's, they see Croke Park. And maybe the, the, the next step in the soccer road was never there. But now it is. It is there. Kerry FC are here. They mean business. They have financial backers from the United States. They're after doing a fantastic job above in Mount Hawk Park. Their season tickets are selling well for all, from what I gather. There's a real buzz around Tralee, as Barry would tell you. Um, so absolutely, young fellas around the county now are going to say, look, if, I, if I'm playing well with my club, whether it be the park, Dynamos, Killarney Athletic, Killarney Celtic, wherever it may be, here's an opportunity for me to go and play and put myself in the shop window playing first division football in Ireland. And okay, you could say, well, that's down the level a little bit, but it's amazing you just go through where the likes of the Seamus Coleman's, the Shane Long's, these guys, they all came from, you know, the Wexford Duke teams, um, Sligo Rovers, that's where they got spotted. And, you know, young fellas in Kerry will see this as an opportunity to to, to, to kind of put themselves in the shop window to go to England. It's the next step rather than going, trying to go from under 14, under 15, straight over to England where it can be difficult. There's another pathway for them to, to get into the English game. Um, so absolutely, it's something that Kerry G is going to have to be aware of that there's a, a new competitor now as such in town. And um, it may, you know, it, it, it may force the GA family, as I call them, to, uh, to up their game a little bit. Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? And I know a number of players who ended up playing with Kerry were very good at soccer underage. Um, I put it up on Twitter there last week. I asked my followers to send in suggestions, you know, if we could make a Kerry FC out of current or former Kerry footballers, what are some of the names they, they would throw up? And um, I actually came up with a team. Now I'm going to share my screen with you to let you see this. So... Um, very John on it, no? <laughs> well, I'll tell you know. I'm, I don't want to dent. I don't want to dent Barry John's ego, but Barry John's name didn't actually come up in the suggestions. It didn't. It didn't. No, no. Recommended him as a number ten. He would have been an ideal number ten. No. no right back. Right back, Sean. Left right back. back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Marauding forward down the wing. No, Sean. Your name actually did come up a couple of times. I didn't know. Did you play soccer underage? Uh, not not a whole pile underage, to be honest, Adam, but I did play, so when the football used to come to an end, uh, or in the off-season, I used, I played um, senior with uh, Killorden. Um I actually ended up winning a cup one year with them, um, not the, the, the big cup, one of the big cups, but one of the, the junior competitions, yeah, I used to play on the wing, yeah, so it was great, it used to keep you fit, and um, it was a great kind of, there was a great social aspect to it, and I really enjoyed it, yeah, but uh, it was only for maybe a couple of seasons in between maybe under 21 and senior. Once I broke onto the seniors, I, I just stepped away from it because you just, you know, you're obviously looking after yourself that bit more, but really enjoyed it, yeah, it's a great interest, and uh, it kept you fit during the off-season in getting football. No, don't take offence now, but I didn't put you on this team uh, that I put together. That's okay, <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> we'll take a look here at, uh, at what I came up with. So um, can you see that there, your end? Yeah, I have it, yeah. So I go through it quickly there. In goal, Charlie Nelligan, who would have played for Home Farm while he was playing for Kerry in the, in the 70s and 80s. Oh, very good. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. Podge Connor, who is Legion man, obviously, in Killarney Celtic as well. Padge yep. went on a scholarship to America to play soccer at one stage. He's a really good player. Mike McCarthy, who you know, Sean, uh, played yep. for Kilcommon. He played for Castle Island as well. He was a good centre-half. I put in David Clifford. He didn't play much probably after. He's probably 15, I'd say, but um, he was a good centre-half. He won All-Ireland with, with the Sen. 
Uh, four across midfield, Paddy Clifford. I play with him myself. He's a serious soccer player. Paul Galvin. I believe he went. He played a trial match with Cork City. Sean, you might know more That's about right. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Paul, there was Paul was um, Paul was brought into the Cork City area. He was given a trial, a couple of trials by Cork City, yeah, and um, there was real talks that he was going to make the move. But look, I, I don't know what happened in terms of why he didn't. But uh, yeah, it would have been a good soccer player too, Paul. Yeah, Barry John Walsh. I didn't realise that, uh, Adam Barry Barry John. Yeah, he's the yeah. most captain out of all of them. Really. Yeah, he's two or three caps, yeah, under 15 and 16. He'd Wolves trials, he'd Wolves trials as well. Yeah, I, I heard that as well. I was talking to a few of the lads there. They said he was an unbelievable soccer player. Yeah, one of the best. Darren Sullivan then left wing. Darren grew up in England, obviously, and mm-hmm. he would have been in the QPR uh, School of Excellence up till about 12 years of age, I think. Yep. Then front three, I went with Tony Brasnan, who played with Celtic and Atletic at senior level. Tony I'd say out of all these fellas, Tony would actually have a real chance of playing for Kerry FC if he was if he was so inclined. But I suppose, thankfully, for Kerry, from Kerry GA's perspective, he's he's focused on the football. Uh, Geraldine O'Shea, she played over twenty times for Ireland uh, in the late nineties from on the squad. She she uh, played for the Stoll. She had a great record. I think she scored something like ten goals for Ireland uh, during those yeah. matches as well. And then of course, Mikey Sheehy. Um, Mikey Sheehy had, had uh, he got offered trials at Southampton he turned him down obviously to, to stick with Kerry at the time in the golden years but I don't know what you reckon Les how would that team fare in the League of Ireland obviously well Charlie Nelligan and Mikey Sheehy are in their 60s but <laughs> <laughs> not with, that notwithstanding my, um, my you reckon? Two, two Les that are still do a job for you no bother uh, <laughs> yeah I like it I like it um, obviously I'm, I'm looking I, I, being a forward player I'm kind of focusing on the on the on the forward division there I mean you're looking at Paddy and Darren on the wings they're a great pace um, yeah Darren Darren was a, a super soccer player and uh, obviously Tony as you said uh, Adam played for both Killarney clubs the other big news to come out of Tralee this week was another man that Barry John uh, knows very well David Moran retiring from senior to county football it's going to be a big loss for Kerry, obviously. Um, I might just start with you, Barry John. And Sean sent me a photo there on WhatsApp yesterday. Um, <laughs> so you can, you can thank Sean for this, but it's, it's a funny enough photo if I just get it up here for you. Um, is it coming up I've for you there? I've got more hair since. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Oh, fella. Look after you. Yeah, I, I just... Obviously, when I when we when we uh, were coming on together to to, to join you on the podcast, Adam, I just I saw it, and uh, obviously Barry will have his own thoughts on this, but I just thought the photo summed up for me um, what it means to play for Kerry. Obviously, but when you and I was able to do it with Dunica, but when you were able to enjoy victory and enjoy a huge victory as this game was uh, with your clubmate. Uh, I think that's what comes out in the photograph for me. Um, and like Barry, I think for me, he had brilliant, brilliant games. There was a lot of them for Kerry, but geez, he was immense that day, that, that replay in Limerick against Mayo, wasn't it? Yeah, I might be, I might be off a little bit now, but it was the stats for the, the amount of possession he had was ridiculous. It was either 46 or 56. I know it went extra time, but for a midfielder, um, Jesus, I, I, I seen that game back maybe two years ago and it was, if you watch the game or even just the clips of all the ball he got, it was like it was like some fella's whole career of the moment the position they had, but it was actually still the same game. Um that was the, one of the most exciting, nerve-wracking game I've ever been involved in. Um down six points, up three points. I say we could have been down six points again and then up three points. Um looking back, that probably was the final. Um, mm. whoever was in that, like Dunny Gall, of course, were very good at the time as well, but as you know yourself, when you get through one of them games, like the momentum is just, it's just swinging you in back into two weeks' time. You're just, you're just ready to go. No, but for me, for for me, David, like, um, and I, I remember David coming into the Kerry panel his first night. Um, we were, he actually, he ended up having to to leave training early because he he got a bit of a bang in a in a possession game we were playing, and I think he got a a nice welcome into the Kerry fold, but. For me, Barry, and, and you can take it over from here because obviously you know a lot more about him being his club mate, but he developed into a leader with Kerry very, very quickly. I think for a young man, he he just developed into that leader. It's as if he it's as if he came in to the Kerry fold just knowing that he was next in line to step into, I don't want to say into people's boots because that's not fair, but he came into the Kerry senior setup knowing that 
he wanted to get into that midfield and he saw his future in there and he grasped that opportunity pretty early on, didn't he? Yeah, I suppose I've never, like, it come and go in your head and, and just thinking about it now, I suppose, growing up, the, the lads were two years, I mean, Dave and Tommy, and they were our stalwarts all the way up, like with Strand Road. I, I think I think we won everything all the way up, maybe twice or even three times. We were so, they were so strong, that age group, and we we had a few a few um, players then that were a year younger and then two years younger, we were strong. But Tommy, I remember Tommy at minor level was ridiculous for Kerry and um, Dave was on the wing and two of them would have been two standout players, but Tommy probably was the main man. Um, so Tommy went in, I think, in 2007, um, probably at the end of the subs and then Dave went in in 2008. And I suppose when Tommy, Tommy played in 2009 and then he got the Aussie Rules trials, it probably was Dave's time, not to stand up that Tommy was gone, but when there's two two fellas so close as friends, I suppose, you'd be battling an out, but it kind of worked out in a way, maybe Tommy went away and this was Dave's time. And you have to look at it like his best games probably didn't come till after his two cruciates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 2013 on, which would have made him 25. And like there's some games there looking back, Jesus, he, he won him for carry on his own. Um, mm. Like the boots he probably had to fill, he was looking at it was probably Darrow Shea, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's he'd probably want to bring that on. He was always a leader at club level, but I say it's hard. It's probably it's taking a bit out of you if you were getting injured and you're in and out of the team, and then nine months is a long time. You're probably questioning yourself: Do I still have it? And um, that's the biggest testament I give him that he came back and like he had eye eye injuries, he he knee injuries that maybe had three months rather after the uh, cruciate, like and still just. He just gives it his all. Some days you just look, even in the semi-final, it's probably last game in Crow Park. Um, like, Jesus Christ, he was unbelievable. Yes, yeah. yeah. He showed, like, the injuries, especially there that Barry John touched on them, just great mental strength to come back from that and to deliver time and time again for Kerry. And uh, he had absolutely fantastic attributes. He's the, he's the ideal midfielder. He's everything you want for the modern game. And as you said, his performance up against Kilmacud, that's why I thought when I when I turned that game off, your game against Kilmacud, Barry, I thought there's one more year and more, like there's one more year in him, definitely. And I thought that maybe coming off the pitch that day, obviously he was disappointed not being in a club final, but he might have said to himself, Jesus, you know what? Not that he doubted himself, but he could say to himself, you know, I can still do this at a top, top level here. And I thought there might be one more year with, with yeah. Kerry, but obviously, look, he's busy with family, with work, and, and uh, he is obviously... He has nothing to give back. He's he's given everything to for Kerry and for and obviously he's going to continue to play for Rahalis. But uh, but his biggest his biggest attribute for me was his kick passing. His kick passing was just second awesome. to none. Like oh, just you can ask Ganey, Clippert, Gooch, you know, Shawnee, Galvin, all the forwards he played with. They'll tell you the ball he played in was just. I mean. He was like a quarterback, really. The boys just ran the plays and he put it into their pats. Like, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I wish him well. Great guy off the field as well. Stories. <laughs> Stories for <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Look, we wish him all the best, but there, there's no denying he's going to be a massive loss, even at, you know, even at 34. We saw what he did last year for Kerry and how important he was in big matches. Um, his leadership qualities and the fact that we'll say Jack O'Connor described him as a father figure uh, in the dressing room. Barry John, can you can you describe him as a person? Like, what, what was, what's he like in the dressing room, and what influence does he have on, on the players around him? Yeah, so speak the the time the time that I had with him with Kerry, like he 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 was a, he was a massive leader for the younger fellas like coming in, and I would have been there a while anyway. But he looked after me, he looked after many many of us. But they would have looked up to him, and, and saying that I think he's going to be a massive blast off on the field, but nearly bigger off the field, like. Um, I was only talking to Paul the last, like Paul again, he's the only one left now of that older group, like Paul's 32, um, I think Stephen and Paul Murphy are 31, and then there's a bit of a gap then of four or five years between them, so um, at club level, like he wouldn't say much to be honest, but like when, he's, when he speaks up, it's time to listen, like he'd, he'd, get it, he'd prefer to bring it across out in the field, um, he's very similar to Tommy, the two of my best friends, he wouldn't get much out of them, like they prefer to perform on the pitch, but when they when they speak up, it's time to it's time to listen, and maybe things are getting a bit serious. So, as you know yourself, you're involved in everything. There's some fellas just love keep to talking, and you get worn out for it. So the boys nearly the boys are nearly well tuned into time what time it is to start start talking when the when the when the games and the ante's up. So massive leaders, massive role models, even for our group in Strand Road still like fellas that are playing with them, but just massive for the kids. Um, and like it's it's hard to say, Sean. I suppose. 
when you win everything, it's probably the best time to go. But then, or you probably think you're still, you probably still think you've something to give. So then, if you went back, and then it it, did, it doesn't work out, you're like, should I just went on a high there? Do you know, yeah, it's very it's, hard. Yeah, it is. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Should we all look to have a crystal ball? But you know, and and it, like the year he had with Kerry last year, um, 2022. Obviously, look, he 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 knew what he was, what he could offer, um, and. You know, it's it's very easy for us as supporters to say, oh, look, David, you know, hopefully he'll stay one more year because he can offer, you know, both on and off the pitch. But an inter-county year is, as Barry John, you know well, it's full, full, full on. Like, And if you're not 110% in there, heart and soul, mind, body, the whole lot, you won't enjoy it. And uh, you have to be enjoying it. So I, I think David is smart enough now at this stage to know that He's got out while the going's good. Uh, he's gone out in the high. He has his All Ireland again, and um, as as tough as it is for us as supporters, because we we feel he would have something to offer again for another year, he's he's made the right call himself for himself and his family. And um, as I say, I, I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, yeah. Look, best to look to him, and I think every Kerry fan would express their gratitude to, to the service he's given to Kerry down through the years. And um, he's been a savage player altogether. I suppose the unfortunate thing for Kerry is that. It leaves them sort of short at midfield now, especially with the fact that Dermot O'Connor's out injured, Joe O'Connor's out um, for the whole season with an ACL injury. Sean, like, is it a chance for other guys to step up? They brought in Barry Dan O'Sullivan, Ronan Buckley, like obviously Jack Barry's been there a few years, maybe Stefan O'Cumbar. Which guys do you think are going to step into this uh, this role? Yeah, it is like, you know, I suppose heading into the league against Donegal, um, Adam, it, it is an area of concern for Kerry. Um Obviously, with David gone now um, and Dermot O'Connor's injury, you know, all of a sudden you're 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 a little bit short in midfield, uh, a pivotal area. Um, Jack Barry, of course, is there, very experienced. We all know what Jack can bring. Um, you know, so he all of a sudden now, you know, the the the, the spotlight is kind of shifting to Jack a little bit because he's, you know, especially with Dermot out, Jack is now you're probably your most experienced guy around the middle of the field there. Um, you mentioned, yeah, it's uh, obviously Joe O'Connor's out long-term. Um, Ronan Buckley had a very, very good uh, county championship with East Kerry. He had a very good um, junior premier championship with, with Lestrade. Ronan obviously was in there a couple of years ago, went out of the panel and is back in again based on his performances in the championship. So he, he may get an opportunity. Um, Stefano Cumber, for me, lads, I don't know, would you agree? I think he's been a bit disappointing. I know he's had a lot of injury problems, um, particularly his shoulder, I think. Um, so, look, time will tell with him. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on him, but maybe he needs a bit more time just to get up to the pace of senior to county level. Maybe he hasn't had a clear run of it with injuries. Um, from what I hear, based on his performance for Ratmore in the intermediate final, Mark Ryan has been brought in. I like Mark. I think he's okay. a physical, yeah, yeah. I think he's a physical presence, very good in the air, good on the ground. He can move. He's good on the ball. Does the simple things, not flashy. So I'd expect maybe Mark Ryan to maybe get a look in. Um, so you know, when when you when you take out obviously David Gunn and, and Dermot O'Connor injured, yes, it does leave us short. But you're absolutely right, Adam. It's an opportunity now in the league for fellas to put their hands up and for Jack and the management to see can they trust them and put them in there. What do you think, Barry John? Like, Kerry are obviously going to be pretty, you know, they're going to have not their full hand, we'll put it that way. They're going to be missing a lot of players. The Cliffords are going to be arrested for the first couple of matches. What are the expectations like for the league, do you think? Like, should we have them a bit lower than we normally have them? Um, yeah, but like, when, when you play with Kerry, expectations are always going to be high. Um, even new fellas come in, like, as, I, as we were just on about David there, like they're bringing you into the group as in that you're good enough. You're not brought in just to make up numbers. Um, and it's up to you then to decide if, if, if you're up to it or not. I think, I think Sean is saying that there's a few vital positions like the midfield especially, but of course, Potty and David are going to hold their place, but there's going to be spots for fellas coming on. There could be other opportunities. Paul Ganey's injured. So like the Killian Spillans who've been doing very well and knocking around, do they want to cement a, a place the same as Tony Brasson and the Michal Burge was in and out? There's a lot of places up for grabs that the league can get you to start in a championship. Whether you hold on to the jersey or not, that's up to you. But um, the first two games are always important. If you get four points, four points nearly will keep you up. If you don't get anything from it, 
are you rushing fellas back that have, that have been rested and you're trying to win away games then and you're picking up niggles then you're having a big break so I don't know we always try to take try to take the first two games to get something out of it now it doesn't help when you get put away and all this as Sean knows you go away for a few weeks and then you're chasing a bit and you don't know if you're you're coming or going so it, it, I don't know much of what the Kerry team are going to have the next day I know nothing about Donegal to be honest with you and um, It'd be easier to talk after seeing a big round of games and you know who's who's available and who's not. Um, so the, the goalie, like Shane Wright, the last thing you'd be thinking is you could nearly throw him in full forward. I know <laughs> he's there too, and I've played against the outfield. He is very good, but like with Shane Murphy getting looking again, I see there's a, the, the Nagel keeper, Devin, is being brought in. So I don't, will Jack rotate a few fell, new fellas and just see how they get on? Is he not going to take the league as serious as he as last year, as in? He did the full sweep last year. Like, will he give a new fresh fellas a look in? So time will tell, I suppose. Sean, you know a couple of those new guys pretty well. Uh, Rory Murphy and Devin Burns have been brought into the panel. What do you make of their chances of having an impact this season? Is it too soon for them? Will they need some time in with the seniors before we see them, you know, make a real impact? Yeah, to be honest with you, Adam, um, Devin Burns, I suppose, starting with Devin, he was our keeper um, for, for the under-20s last year. Really good guy. Um, he won Munster under 20 player of the year um, and well-deserved. Devon is a guy who really, really looks at improving his game all the time. Um, you know, he's one of these guys that, you know, for our video analysis meetings, he'd be bringing a notebook in with him, you know, taking down little uh, bits and pieces, always in good conversation with the goalkeeping coach, um, just always looking to improve and a really, really great guy. So, Kerry goalkeeping is is in, is in safe hands for the future. Will he get a shot in the league? You know, obviously with Shane Ryan and Shane Murphy available, he's going to probably struggle to see see action in the league. But to have him to be in around the senior squad is fantastic for him. Rory Murphy, on the other hand, for me is a real find. A real find. Rory came in to our setup um, early days uh, last year and didn't really make an impression. And uh, I won't say we left him go, but we just thought we'd give him a break and let him go back and play with his college, UCC. And we actually played them in a challenge match, uh, the UCC Freshers. We played them over in Kearns and he was fantastic. He was brilliant for the UCC Freshers and nearly, he looked like a guy that went out with a point to prove, you know, to basically give us, you know, a kick up the hole and say, you know, I should be in with the carry in the twenties. And we brought him back in the following week and he just took off from there. He absolutely took off. He was like a different guy. His confidence grew. And all of a sudden he went from a player who we had maybe question marks over to starting midfield. And he was one of our most consistent performance performers. He went on and backed that up with his performances for East Kerry and for Lestrade in, in his respective championships. So he's a guy that I yeah. definitely could see getting league time. Do you, do you like him, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Nice player. Very For a big fella, he's a very good... Um... Very good, like control with his skill set, and he's powerful. And um, yeah. tries to do the right thing every time we played him. Actually, no, we didn't give him much of a game against this year in the championship. Scary, but I think he got one five from yeah. wing five. Yeah, and I actually never even heard of him before that nearly. Like so, back mm. he, he yeah. showed showed a few clips where you'd be like, Jesus, that 25, 26 year old will be getting to that um, when he's about that age. But this fellow was only nineteen or twenty, and I was like, he's ahead. He's ahead of his years anyway. Yeah, he's got it. He comes from a really good basketball uh, background, uh, Adam, and you can see it in him. And he's a great knack of, as you said, uh, Barry John, timing his runs in for a goal. You know, he could be that guy that's at the end of a three-man weave and he's just tapping it in at the back post, you know. He's just got a great engine as well. So, look, I'm not saying that he's going to take the place by storm, but certainly he's a guy that I think could see a lot of league action. And he's the type of guy that he will grow with every game. He'll grow with confidence with every game, so he's definitely one for me who could who could um, who could put his hand up for for a, for a place on the the starting lead team anyway. Barry John, what do you think about the the ones to watch for Kerry in the league? It doesn't have to be a new player, but which player are you expecting uh, to kind of come out swinging? We'll say for the league this year. Um, as I, as I said earlier, I don't know who's fit to play or whatever, but. I'd love to see Tony Braston get a good run of league for maybe six or seven games. Um, I played with him in colleges. I played against him here. I played against him in America. Like on his day, he's as good as as I've seen. Like, and I'm not I'm not just saying that. No, we had myself, um, Tiffy and Tony were in the full forward line for three. I think it was two or three years ago. And there was some training session. I was just looking at Tiffy, and, and we didn't even have to talk. Like this fella, this fella has it all. If he can just get it out of himself, I've seen him many times for Crocs. 
So um, I think he'd be a massive asset for Kerry. Like as 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 you know, the game has gone. Most of the, the the good teams, the game's going to be won the last twenty minutes. Have you you've seen in the the All Ireland final just gone um, Galway and Kerry like Killian Spillane came on, kicked two points from play. The game was probably sixteen on, maybe sixteen fifteen before he came on. You need those big players to get you over the line. And um, Dublin had it for years. We all know the Kevin McManamans. They nearly had the Bernard Rogans, Connolly at times was coming down after bench. Paul Flynn. So all fellas that actually started most of their career were finishing out games, and they were taking that role on. So I hope I hope to see like Sean said there that Rory Murphy you'd love to see I know club level is different uh, into county level but you'd love to see him thrown in and see where he is like we've all been thrown in so there's think really like and um at the back line is there any I was just thinking is there any I'd like to see my man from Beaufort now I know he was starting for a bit but he's back from injury um Mike Breen Mike Breen yeah I like yeah. Mike Breen mm. um so I'd like to see Mike get a run of games again you know yourself Sean if you pick up an injury like in your even if you're starting and you fall out of for three months, like you probably do feel like you're gone. So he nearly mm. has to self again. So um good fair, very good on the ball, very comfortable. One of me Kerry's probably best performers this year. I watched a few games that I seen online. Um so I'd like to see him um getting his five or six position again and see where he's at. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm the same, Adam. Um I wrote down ones to watch and they weren't new guys. They're 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 the fellas who I think are at pivotal moments of their Kerry careers. Um, I wrote down Tony Brosnan, without a doubt. I think it's a big year for Tony. Would love to see him, as Barry John said, come come to the come to the fore. He's got all all you need to to, to be a, a starter for Kerry. Uh, Killian Spillane, I've wrote in, even though Killian is probably ahead of Tony in terms of the pecking order, yeah. I would say, uh, but still could go really push hard now and cement his place. And the other two I wrote down were Michal Burns who offers so much as well, but again, just hasn't been able to cement his place on the team. But I think there could be an opportunity for him as well. And the other one I wrote was Mike Breen. Yeah, Mike is, he's a, he was really coming. He was really starting to show his promise. And then obviously, look, injury hit, and it's just awful when, when a bad injury really hits a, a guy like that. But hopefully now he gets a run in the league and, and gets an opportunity as well, particularly now with Gavin White out for another bit as well, you know. Sean, in a word... Where will Kerry finish in Division One of the National League this year? Yeah, I think it might be a difficult league for Kerry um, because look, injuries and you know um, a tough year last year. I mean, they won everything, um, and coming back off a year like that, a really successful year, it can be difficult. So I think they 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 won't hit the ground running. I'd be surprised if they did. Um, so I think they might have to play a little bit of catch up, but I, I think probably mid table will will be fine for Kerry. I, I can see them being involved in a relegation fight. They probably mightn't have enough um, to win it, um, but I think mid table comfortably. Barry John, would you go along with that? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with Sean. Yeah, mid table, I suppose, with the bodies that were down and um, easier to be easier to tell after the first game to see what kind of squad. Um, Kerry have and see what's what what momentum what the other teams have. So I say Jack be happy just to stay out of relegation and if they can get to semi-final or final, whatever way it is, he'll take it. But mid-table, I say getting the bodies back is the main goal. Okay. Sean, in a word, who's going to win division one of the National League? I'm gonna go for Mayo, Adam. Barry John. I'll go for Armagh. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Armagh as well. I think Armagh are gonna have a good cut in it. Listen, lads, thanks a million for joining me and um, look, have a good weekend. No bother. Thanks, lads. Talk to you again. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the Kerry Football Podcast. Follow the link in the description to make a donation.